Coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast, when Radio Walker is away, the boys will play. David Walker joins me as co-host, and we're going to be talking about his favorite subject, the NBA All-Star Weekend. And this. Yes. Is that a historical thing? Did they that's, drag that, that out of the Smithsonian? That, Did he just ruin history? For me, that's why he should have been suspended to start of the season. That was, <laughs> that was god-awful. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. <laughs> This is Locked On Hornets, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Make sure you're checking out the Hollinger and Duncan NBA podcast and rejecting the screen. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered all over the NBA, but we're talking about Hornets five days a week. I'm Doug Branson. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H. I'm normally joined by my friend and host, Walker Mail, who also hosts the Wake Up Call on ESPN 7:30 in Charlotte, but he's got the day off today, so I've called in some backup, some backup with the best hair, David Walker, my co-host on Let the Boys Watch, which you can find on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash loh. Now, with that out of the way, hello, David. That's right. There's no way Hollinger and Duncan are breaking down the celebrity game. I don't think any other podcast <laughs> is doing that, Doug. That's why we're here. Let's break that's, this down. That's right. This edition of the Locked on Hornets podcast will be devoted to the All-Star Weekend, which we've got coming up in Chicago. If you want to know more about what uh, shoes, what exclusive sneakers you can pick up as part of the All-Star festivities, make sure to check out David's podcast, The Restock, which is also on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash LOH. It's a great way to support the daily podcast that we do for you for free. So we're going to talk a lot about All-Star Weekend. But before we do that, David, you don't come on here very often anymore. You used to be my co-host. And I then I, I traded, I shifted into the co-host role. And then you shifted into the uh, super dad role. And yeah. uh, how's that going? Slash, slash ghost producer, <laughs> slash content creator. Uh, that's right. You're constantly stuff? texting me things to talk about on the show. You actually, that's true. <laughs> that's true. People don't know that. You actually are a big part of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, even of though course. you don't join us very often anymore. Well, it's in it's in my blood. It's in our DNA now. I can't can't escape it. Uh, the dad stuff's going well. Hey, everyone's healthy right now, so we chalked that up for a win. Everybody's around for All Star Weekend. Let's do it. Well, speaking of the kids, are all right. That's the first thing that I learned about the Hornets this week. I mean, ever since shifting Ooh. to the youth, David, the kids are gonna be okay. I don't know who's going to end up being a star on this team necessarily. I'm not sold completely on Devonte Graham certainly becoming a star or PJ Washington or Miles Bridges, but it feels like players have a chance to do that. And it looks like this team has a lot of youth that is developing well. At least some that have learned how to make plays, right? And I think uh, you guys mentioned this, or JB at one point mentioned this, clearing the way for those young guys to actually step in and have to basically put up or shut up. I mean, when you had Marvin in the locker room to a lesser extent, MKG, but the old guard is now more or less gone and the ones that are remaining are reduced to bench roles or cheerleader roles really. So these guys have got to step up and make plays. And that was the one thing 
I learned over the last week, especially in that game against uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, which, by the way, man, Minnesota Timberwolves, it's just a disaster. Timber dubs, more like Timber L's. Woo! Uh, but you had several guys, Malik Monk, with the rare double block on uh, on a field goal attempt, and Bridges making uh, plays late, and then Devonte coming in with a little moon ball action. I mean, that was really surprising to me to see multiple guys at once step up and for once, Doug, take a game. Like the game was there to be had. Shut the door on the opponent, take the game, and get out of Minnesota with yet another. Carl Anthony Towns loss. Has he won any games uh, since Thanksgiving? <laughs> Has he been a part of any wins? Oh, no. And he, I mean, he wasn't even a part of this game. He wasn't even playing you know, that he one. Doesn't, you know, he, he's got the wrist injury that could keep him out after the All-Star game. But you're right, man. Mm. I mean, two important road wins, I think, for this team. It's always tough to win on the road when you're a young team. It's like it, it's almost a given that you're going to go out and blow games on the road. But instead, they go to Detroit. It was an ugly win but it was the 10th straight win. They keep the streak alive, and it was wire to wire. I mean, they they beat that team. Um, and mm-hmm. then you go to Minnesota, and you don't you don't win wire to wire, but you certainly win in a commanding fashion, I think. I mean, you went in, like you said, and took that game. And you, you're seeing players improve what you know they can do, and you're seeing players also do some things, like Malik Monk making those big defensive plays, do things that you're not normally associating with them, Malik Monk over the past 10 games, 17.3 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.4 assists, uh, almost uh, half a block and half a steal a game over the last 10. And then Miles Bridges has been 16 and 6 and an efficient, or at least more efficient, 43.5% from the field and 33% from three. That's improving. And then Devontae Graham, as you said, hitting the, the moon ball kill shot, 15.7 points over the past 10 games. Eight assists. You're, even though his three-point shot has waxed and waned, David, he's been able uh, to step up and make plays. Yeah, and the thing that keeps getting you encouraged about Devonte is you know that the effort or the work ethic is there just because of where he came from and where he is today. So, like one thing you've been talking about for much of the season, and it seems like he's gotten a little bit better at these mid-range or these finishing uh, closer into the basket. Right, but. He developed this entire game, you know, with some experience, but working in the offseason and then given the chance to play. But it does appear like he's got that attitude and maybe some of that Kimball work work ethic, you know, rubbed off on him. But you trust in him that this is not a total flash in the pan and that if even if people in the league start figuring out his three point shot and a little bit of what he does on offense, he's still going to be able to find ways to contribute uh, to win, make winning basketball plays. And, I mean, if you're looking for a starting point guard, that's that's obviously what you want to see. I mean, even with the downturn in some of his play, Doug, like overall, I, I can't imagine a more positive outcome for Devontae and this team in the first half of the season than to see the way he played. I mean, being in the three-point contest, rising star challenge, like that stuff was not even on the table four months ago. I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday, David, uh, but I was – not critical of how Malik, Monk, and Miles Bridges have played lately. I haven't been critical of that. I think they've played extremely well. But I was questioning whether this is yet again another late-season mirage for some of these young players. We saw this with Dwayne Bacon last year, right? I mean, he had a great close to the season, and then he gets the starting nod and completely fades away. How worried are you that what we're seeing from Miles and Malik is, is simply an illusion, 
It's tempting to go down that road for sure. Though it feels just a little bit different to me than the bacon stuff. I mean, it was such a such a stark shift last year when they went to that different lineup. It seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that this has been more of a gradual transition, and these guys have been in these roles a little bit more throughout the first part of the season. To me, um, for the Monk thing, I keep getting asked, like, are, do you believe in Monk yet? Is this enough to make you, you know, put faith in him and Right now, it's it's enough for me to keep him around. I mean, I'd rather have him here and let him at least play out the end of the season, try and get some momentum going into next season, get a little stronger, and prove it again. But for Monk especially, he's got to be able to do this on a consistent basis, string weeks together, not just you know a handful of games. But to answer your question, I have faith that this will be good for these guys. For one, you know, decision time is coming up for some of them, right? So like. It's either going to – it doesn't feel like the, the the days of MKG being around here for eight years is going to go on with this group, uh, with this front office. So I think looking at these guys with you know, the different, um, you know, different microscope is, is going to be beneficial for everything. And it feels like this has been the approach all along. Going back to your comment about Devontae Graham finishing better inside, in the paint, and mid-range, you are exactly right. Uh, on the season – uh, from the mid-range, Devontae Graham, 35.6% from mid-range. And then in the paint, it's been even worse, 29.7%. But in the last 10 games on mid-range shots, he's 10 of 20, 50% on mid-range shots. And then in the paint, 57%. So my guy is finishing. And I was questioning whether Baby Yoda could summon that up in the middle of a season. Because <laughs> it feels like something maybe that was both mental and physical, and you got to figure out some, you know, schematic, tactical, my foot has to go here, and then my shoulder needs to be here, some stuff that you work out in the offseason. But it looks like he is already starting to develop these tactics. So I, I love it. I love what I'm seeing out of yeah. all of these young yeah. guys. That's what we've learned this week from the Charlotte Hornets. Segment two is coming up, and we are going to start to dig into the All-Star game. Devontae Graham P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, all in the Rising Stars Challenge. Who are we most looking forward to seeing in that game? Plus, we're going to talk later about this whole drafting players in the All-Star game. Is it working? Right, right. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Are you sure? We'll figure it out when we come back here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And would you, would, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Shards? No, I would not. Have. <laughs> That's not a That's not a it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Back here on the Locked On Hornets podcast, I'm joined by David Walker. David, you are our resident, and always have been our resident All Star Weekend expert because this is your time, right? I mean, this is your this is your holy holiday. I'm so excited for this weekend, as always, Doug. I mean, last year I was in Charlotte, of course, and that was like a once-in-a-lifetime, actually technically twice-in-a-lifetime at this point, but you know what I mean. It was a very special weekend, and I'm, I'm jacked up for this weekend for, for different reasons. Like my six-year-old, he's, he's watching basketball now. He's aware of this. I tried to explain to him, though, what All-Star Weekend was and that Devontae will be in the Rising Stars, and like it's still not clicking yet, so we'll, we'll see how that, that takes, but I'm, I'm anxious to pass down the, the All-Star Weekend passion. 
So of the Hornets that are going to be participating in this Rising Stars Challenge, I mean, who do you feel like has the the biggest chance to really step up on this stage and make something happen? And we should know, by the way, of all the crazy rules around the actual NBA All-Star game, this Rising Stars Challenge, I think, right, is just a regular basketball game. Just <laughs> a regular, a boring game. basketball game. Exactly. Yeah, that's the, they've they've uh, they've preserved, you know, some purity uh, for the love of the game for the young guys. I mean, the guards always have an advantage, but for some reason, there's no defense, obviously. So I feel like if Miles can get a couple plays, if he can get loose, you know, and people start to look for him, maybe for some lobs, uh, he could have an interesting showing out there. It's always fun to see somebody get up and down the court. I mean, PJ too, but, you know, Devontae's his, his strengths are going to be with a three ball, right? But you would think that Miles may be – he can get some lanes to the basket and get hot and maybe uh, have some good dunks for us. I think that's that's definitely potential for that. So I think P.J. Washington, I'm going to put him third on my list of the three Hornets because he's already kind of yeah. looked sluggish heading into the All-Star break. So honestly, I hope he doesn't try to do too much. Just, just hang back, relax, catch a breather so that P.J. Washington can come out strong for the remaining games for the Charlotte Hornets of this season. So I hope he does just take a break and doesn't try to do too much in that Rising Star Challenge game. I agree with you. I think Miles is going to set up for the biggest highlight plays because you can get him out into transition and let him do some of the fantastic dunks that we're just starting to see again. I was wondering, like, where where is high flying? Where's Sky, Sky Miles? We saw him... Uh, in in various situations last season, but did we just haven't seen that from him this season? So, I think you're going to see that more in this All Star setting. But Devonte Graham, though, I wonder if he's going going to pull out some more aggressive dribble moves that we haven't. Like he's a he's actually a conservative ball handler for the Charlotte Hornets right now, and he's piling up the assist and his assist to turnover ratio is is pretty fantastic right now. So I want to see some aggressive dribble moves and passes and some exciting stuff from Devontae and that, because we know he's going to he's gonna knock down some threes. Hopefully he saves yeah. that, though. I don't want him shooting a ton in the Rising Stars. Save well, that for the three-point contest. Uh, yeah, I've got good news for you. Uh, there's not going to be a ton of threes to go around because he does have Trey Young on his team. He also has <laughs> Colin Sexton on his team. He also has Ja Morant on his team. So the minutes are, are going to be at a premium at point guard for Devonte, And you also have to remember this will at some point, maybe early on turn into Zion versus Luca. Now I wonder how much Luca will play, but this is the only chance we'll get to see Zion Williamson during all-star weekend. And this will be, so they play tonight. He played last night. This will be his first back to back, I believe. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if if, uh, if my math is correct. So we'll see exactly how much he plays. He should get it. Um, they should rest him. They should uh, load manage if he just... in the Rising Stars game. Can't play him. <laughs> right. So it'll be, you know, PJ may be the odd man out in this because you figure Jaron Jackson, John Morant, you know, Kendrick Nunn is playing well, but it's going to be a lot of Zion and Trey Young, I think, coming at these guys. And Ja. I mean, that's three guys right there that are pretty marquee just on the U.S. team. All right, three-point shooting contest. What's what's going to be the key for Devontae to uh, come up with a big upset victory in this one? Would you say Devontae is like a legs shooter? It feels like he takes a lot of – I mean, it looks – doesn't look like it takes a lot out of him because he gets it off, but it looks like he just uses a lot of that body to get those, especially those deep balls off. I think, yeah, well, yes, he's a very physical three-point shooter. I know yeah. that sounds strange, but yes, like there is a lot of body movement. You're right. Some guys, 
like Reggie is like the king of just effortlessly putting the ball up. Right. And it's like his body didn't even move at all. But Devontae right. is definitely the opposite of that. Yeah, that tends to uh, put you down a notch. And and when I'm kind of tending to rank these things, like Joe Harris, also he won it last year, defending champion. Uh, seems like a guy that's a little le- less effortless. But like Zach Levine is like someone who will just flick it up there, right? And for some reason, he's in the three-point contest, not the dunk contest. But are you already aware done that. of the, been there, done that for Zach I Levine? I know, I know. Are you aware of the uh, Mountain Dew extreme three-point shots that are entered into the contest this year? I'm not, but they sound adalicious. Yeah, I'm not sure how much they're worth, but essentially they're it's a, it's a rock and jock, basically like a four-point play type thing. And I think there's two on either side. I'm not sure how it's going to work. It sounds like it's going to interrupt the flow. You know, as you're going from rack to rack, it's like they're positioned between kind of out on the corners. So the in between the, the, the center rack and then the racks on the wing, and you have to go back there and launch one from those two spots. So this is new. <laughs> well, and, and I'll say this, if you're cheering for Devonte Graham, in my opinion, that's good news because anytime they change up the normal flow, I feel like it actually gives an advantage to players that have never experienced it before over uh, those that have, but you know, unfortunately, I think uh, Devin Snooker snookered his way into this one because Damian Lillard is is out That's of all true. the festivities. So he I did. feel like it doesn't matter because Devin Snooker is just going to walk away with this thing clean. Unfortunately, I hope he's happy. I'm sure he is happy, but my goodness, I wouldn't be. You know uh, what? Earn whining. It. That's, uh, look, earn it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh, you're just going to like waltz into there? Get out of here, man. Oh, you got it because better, somebody got injured. That's it. You know what? When just focus. I would say, you know, if somebody came to me like and like they did Devin Snooker and said, "Oh yeah, you can be in the All Star game now." I'd say, you know what? No, thank you. I'm going to focus on taking yes. my team to the playoffs. No, I thank made you. Plans. I've got plane tickets. I've got an Airbnb reserved. Uh, we're going to do dunk contest in the final segment <sighs> and the all and the actual All Star game. So really quickly, what should I know about the celebrity game? Is this thing worth watching this mm. year at all? Or what 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 is going to make me watch this thing? Great question. I'm actually in the midst of picking my team for the celebrity um, All Star game right now. Um, I've, I've, I like to set up a little pool with some of my friends, and uh, we pick from every. <laughs> we do every. Uh, we do every uh, event, little, and we're, and we're in the, action on the side. I mean, is there is there are there stakes here? I'm the two time reigning champion. Oh um, no surprise there, but yeah, the celebrity game. So we're picking two players from each team, and the biggest challenge is just figuring out who these people are. Now, the website, NBA website, does a nice job of actually telling you who they are. Like Chef Jose Andres is a chef, but also he's a humanitarian. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed by the name. And chef. yeah, and then uh, you know, so Alex Moffat is somebody I'm interested in seeing. He's from Saturday Night Live. Oh, he yeah. plays. Uh, you'll recognize him when you see him, but you you, nev- you have he no idea. He plays Donald I mean. Trump Jr. on Weekend Update, I think, right? Right. Now, I think what it's supposed to be the big draw for this is that uh, the teams are broken up by Team Wilbon and Team Stephen A. So I would say if you're not a fan of Stephen A., probably don't tune in because I'm sure he'll be mic'd up and we'll probably be in a picture-in-picture of some sort and basically talking throughout the entire game. No, actually, Alex Moffat does not play Donald Trump Jr. on Weekend Update. He plays, he plays Eric Trump. Yeah. And, he, and he always plays Zuckerberg if they do a Zuckerberg thing. He plays Zuckerberg. He plays like rich guy with a boat that comes on. That's uh, right. One of my favorite guys he looks on tall. Weekend Update. I don't know if he actually is tall, but he looks tall. So yeah, he, 
I, th- I that's think the, I think that's good. You know, that's that's the funniest thing when you're watching these games is how I mean, celebrities are most of short anyway. But when you put them on a basketball court, where you're used to seeing tall people, they just look extra short. It looks so weird. And he and he went to Denison University. I mean, huge basketball okay. school. Okay, you okay, know. definitely played lacrosse there. <laughs> um, like No, I mean, I think Quavo's your. Uh, Leader in the clubhouse for MVP. He's actually a good athlete, and uh, we'll see what else these other people uh, do. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised, like, Billy Eilish is not in this. She seems to be everywhere. Billy Eilish? Billy Eilish? Eilish? Wow. Yeah. Okay, Her too. Boomer. Her too. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billy Eilish. She's not in it. Is she in there this weekend? She's got to be doing something. I feel like, yeah, if you're if you're appealing to the kids, I mean, Billy Eilish, biggest, biggest well, thing do, on the block. Have- they do have bad bunny, so there you go. Anyway, all right. When there we return to Locked On Hornets, David Walker will mispronounce some more popular music acts, and we will talk about the dunk contest. If it is the dunk cost, contest dying, I'm not sure. <sighs> it might be. It, might be, it might be. It might be this year. Okay, and then we're going to talk about the All-Star game as well and how they select this thing. I'm really confused by why they continue to let – board NBA MVP candidates select the all-star uh, roster. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that on the other side. You're listening to Locked On Hornets on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. But give me some positives. As That would annoy me as a head coach. I'd be like, look, you, you can't lose to the Bulls by 20 and come away and go, well, you know, let's look for some silver linings. Silver lining, game over. Next game. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, they're doing the dunk contest again this year, despite my protests. I feel like we've we've messed up the dunk contest. It's over. It's done. No one cares anymore. And I think part of the reason no one cares anymore, I've been saying this for years, it's not because we've run out of dunks. It's not because LeBron James has not been in the dunk contest. It's not because big stars won't won't be in the dunk contest. It's because for years we've rolled out judges and commentators on this dunk contest that have not given us the proper language. We don't know what we're watching anymore. We were amazed at first when when people were launching themselves from the free throw line and jumping over cars. Like we were amazed by the sideshow. But then now we don't know the language. We don't know how to talk about these dunks. I mean, I, if someone said, wow, that's a really difficult dunk, I, I would say, I, I guess. I don't know. Unlike, like, think about skateboarding. Think about these X games that come on every year. And they give all of these cool names to the skateboarding tricks, to the snowboarding tricks. Oh, that's an ollie. That's a 360 into a hootamadoo. Like, they give all of these names. I don't know what the names mean, but it gives me a language. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could quickly learn that that thing is cool or that thing is hard. I don't have that with the dunk contest. David, is there any reason this season to care about the NBA All-Star Dunk Contest? Well, it was supposed to be Zion versus Zach Levine versus Eric Gordon versus <laughs> whomever versus John Morant, but none of those people are in it. And somehow they went back in the archives and dug up Dwight Howard, sure. who I will say I, I'm kind of enjoying the Dwight Howard comeback tour. It, you know, it's quieted a little bit. God knows what he has planned for this because I know there's been much plotting and 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 much planning done for whatever 
I mean, God, how far is he going to go with the props? Or will he go the other way and just go traditional? But he's going to be like carrot. He's going to be like carrot. He broke his back. He's going to be like carrot top and just roll out like a trunk full of props that he will use in doing these dunks. He's got a whole whole stand-up routine ready. Yeah, I'll disagree with you a little bit because when you see a good dunk, you you know it. You see a good dunk, you know it, okay? So we don't really need – you have to have the judges because it's part of it, but people remember the good dunks. The problem is these days the good dunks are on Instagram. They're on Team Flight Brothers. There are people out there doing new creative dunks that we've – quote, never seen before, but these guys, for whatever reason, and like, it's not like they're easy, but they either don't incorporate them, don't try them or don't, or can't do them in the NBA dunk contest. So that's the problem. Our, you know, we're used to seeing these fantastical dunks, not in the NBA dunk contest. So when we see these that are less than great on the big stage, it's a real disappointment. I've got the solution. Are you ready for this? Mm. I think that we've tried props. We're kind of done with props. Well, we started so. with just dunks, right? Do you and, do you remember, this was only last year, John Collins jumped over a Wright Brothers plane. That should have killed well, all the kind props. Well, and kind of messed it that up. And, kind <laughs> yes. of, and he kind of broke it. He broke, I mean, I, yes. I was thinking, is that a historical thing? Did they that's, drag that, that out of the Smithsonian? That, Did he just ruin history? For me, that's why he should have been suspended to start the season. That was, <laughs> that was god-awful. Okay, so we started with dunks. Then we moved into props. Now, I think they need some performance enhancers. And I'm not talking about well, drugs, people. Speaking of John Collins. I'm not talking about <laughs> drugs, people. I'm talking about PETs, performance enhancing trampolines. You're still okay. impressed by what happens at halftime when they roll the trampolines out. I just saw one, it didn't involve trampolines, but like a group of cheerleaders threw a mascot, uh, it was for a college, threw a mascot like way in the air from the three-point line, and then the the mascot dunked it. That's what we need. We need performance-enhancing trampolines. Let's get higher than we've ever gotten before. And it's my step one in bringing back Slam Ball. Tell me you don't love that idea. I don't love that idea. I do love <laughs> the fact that I do love the fact that Derek Jones Jr. is in this dunk contest, Doug. Now he's the one guy. If there's a guy that can save it this year, I think he has the ability to do some of these dunks we've seen on Instagram. He's a high flyer. Uh, he gets up. I mean, he's not anyone anyone cares about. He doesn't play <laughs> or make a difference in any NBA games. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be a novelty if we actually had, uh, you know, primetime players in this but you know that's an argument for another day I suppose I also want the committee whoever selects this if there's a person whatever intern they give this crap job to at the beginning of the season say hey fill out the NBA dunk contest no man stop stop being persuaded by these fan campaigns we don't need Pat Connaughton we don't need let Pat dunk like we can we don't need Pat Connaughton 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 in the dunk contest, like he he can jump. He's a very athletic dude, but I mean he's uh, <sighs> performance enhancing trampolines. I'm telling you. And if Dwight Howard wants to redo his, he could do it on a trampoline. He could redo his stamp dunk and call it a tramp stamp. I will say that for Dwight, he is at least creative with what he tries to put out there, and he's a showman. I mean, I think he's still a showman. We'll see what grown up Dwight comes up with. Last thing on this: Why do we only have four dunkers, Doug? Why? 
because I mean, they're being merciful about this thing. No, forget it. I want less. I want two dunkers. I want one dunker. Just and, and I don't know. And what by you the do. way, I only want three attempts. I don't want this seven, eight, nine, ten attempts stuff. Get out of here. Make the dunks. Make the dunks. Do it or three. Do it in. Do it in three or on the fourth one. We're start. We're, we need to bring out uh, the floor. We need to bring down the floor where you could actually mm. like fall in. That's what I want. I just think we got to get the players back on board with making this stuff cool. Like not just this. I mean, you got the skills challenge last night. Jason Tatum said he's going to retire from the skills challenge because it takes up all of five minutes of his, you know, Saturday night. Like this is this is a show for this is all-star weekend. Yeah, by the way, we There's a rite of passage challenge on purpose. And we won't. That's it. That's all <laughs> we're going to talk about it. <laughs> all right, let's move to the all-star game. A lot of funny rules in this one. Uh, you know, yeah. look them up if you want to know all the rules. Uh, but I would like to know, are you on handy. Are you on board with the rules? Are you on board with these changes? Are you excited about seeing what happens here? Yeah, I'm going to see how it goes. I mean, I think like the first quarter, surprisingly, will be uh, competitive this year. Like guys will want to win these quarters, I think. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. Like the picking of the teams, that was an effort to make this more competitive. Uh, breaking this thing up into four separate scoring quarters is an effort to make it more competitive uh pitting you know doing away with east versus west is an effort to make it more competitive at the end of the day uh if these guys make it more competitive it will be that way i don't think it'll be because of these you know hijinks they're they're throwing in here but i'm with these changes i mean no one watches the nba all-star game anyway i had a hard time paying attention to this thing in quarters two through three and so to make each quarter its own separate thing, maybe that'll allow the coaches to kind of break up the playing time as well. So you can get some of these guys in for a few minutes here and then be done with them for the rest of the night if you don't really want to see them. So I'm with these changes. If nothing else, it gives us something to tune in for, you know, to see how it goes. I mean, so make it interesting. Give me something new to watch and we'll see how that fourth quarter goes. Let's go back to how these teams are selected. So the the fans vote, and that becomes the starters, and then there's a mixture of fan, player, and media votes that and coaches that fill out the rest of the roster. But then it's not East versus West anymore. All the players are jumbled together in a pile, and then the team captains, uh, which in this case were LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo, go on TV and pick these players. In theory, it sounds like something that could be exciting or fun or entertaining to watch but in practice it's led to odd selections like Giannis everybody not picking Harden that was kind of the funny thing from this one right but then Giannis picking essentially an Eastern Conference (laughs) an Eastern Conference team and leaving all the West players to LeBron James but is this they don't look interested in doing this it's it's not it's not really causing any drama Giannis occasionally says something funny but like what is this like is this a is this a thing it's quickly faded. I mean, it became all the rage. What what were they done? This is the third year in a row, right? So they yes, did it this year. It was, it was Steph. LA. Oh, it was Steph and LeBron first, and then Giannis and LeBron these past two years. Right. It hasn't landed. I don't think. I mean, I think in in theory it was a nice idea to try and spice things up. People want them to take the further step and like choose on court like make them pick it at half court, which may be the next thing to save this. I don't know. I got an idea. I got another idea. It doesn't involve trampolines this time. Mm. I think they should let the two players that got snubbed from each conference select 
who plays on each team because you're going to get so you, you're putting them with the TNT crew. You're going to get so much petty. That would be entertaining to watch. To watch, you know, in this case, it would have been Devin, what Devin Booker. Uh, I don't know who got snubbed in the East, but it would have been two guys that just Beal. yeah, Beal. Oh, that would have been great. Beal and Booker, Beal and Booker. picking the teams. That would have been amazing. Well, I think what they need to do now is move this thing up to All-Star Weekend so you put everybody in the same room. So they have to to actually look in the eyes of the players they are picking or not picking. And make hats. Write them on a book. Make hats. They have to shake hands. Bring them up. Do the whole thing. I love (laughs) that idea. That's the next step. The the, the studio thing, like, you know, the satellite feed from whatever locker room, that ain't working. Um, so changes, make it a Saturday, make it a Friday night thing. Remember they had the fashion show at one point on Friday night. Do this. Well, so that's what I was going to say. They should actually combine the fashion show, but Jalen Rose has to pick all the fashion and he can only pick it based on what he wore to his draft. So I'm talking huge clothes. I want to see like AI level giant drapery on these players. Like they have to, it's going to look ridiculous. It's going to be actually entertaining to watch. It will never happen just like the trampolines of the dunk contest. But, uh, you know, two people can dream Two NBA fans can dream. That's the next move. Are you surprised uh, they didn't give uh, Vince Carter a commissioner's exemption and let him sit on the bench the way way they did Dwayne Wade and uh, Dirk last year? I'm not surprised because VC is a player that we all respect for longevity, and I'm sure he'll be a Hall of Famer, but it's not in the same level. There's not that, that, that like... That seems weird. Doesn't that seem weird no, looking it doesn't, back on because it? I'm telling because Wade led his team to a championship. Dirk led his team to a championship. Sure. VC, we respect him for a different reason. It's the same reason why Del Curry is not looked at as the greatest Charlotte Hornet of all time, because we, we respect longevity. We respect ambassador of the game, but we, but we reserve a certain tier to players that lead their teams to championships or, in Kimba's case, you know, have, all the, have all the records. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what I think on that. That makes but, sense. You know, v, VC, it, uh, listen, also, I think they're like, you know what, VC needs a break. We don't need to put him on a bench. Like the guy's like, he's, he's about to, you know, dissolve into dust. Like let's <laughs> let him do what he wants. Yeah. Um, all right. That's going to do it for us on this edition of Locked wow. on Hornets. Thanks for hanging out, David. Thanks for joining Thanks us here and giving me. us your all-star expertise. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Yeah. Enjoy it's Billy Ellish. Uh, Billy. <laughs> that should be fun. Uh, Quavo. Uh, Quavo is going to be your MVP leader in the clubhouse for the Celebrity All-Star Game. Enjoy that. And we'll be back here next week. Uh, the Hornets play the Bulls next after the All-Star Weekend. We'll we'll have some more on that next week. Thanks so much for supporting the show. If you want more David Walker, all you have to do is go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash L-O-H, and you can get his podcast on sneakers, the restock, and David and I talking about pop culture on Let the Boys watch. For David Walker, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.